Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris, and with me, as always, is Leslie. Hey, what you doing? Did you see me push the red button? You pressed the red button like a champ. <laughs> but then I still got nervous. No, you didn't. You actually pressed it and then pointed <laughs> at the phone and smiled and said, You see what I did? <laughs> While I was talking, you were like, Did you see that? I totally <laughs> I touched the button. I it. touched the button. <laughs> Yeah, don't touch the button. Uh, sorry. Overstep- <laughs> I've been overstepping my bounds a lot today. That's funny. You have. I have. I think I'm feeling a little saucy. You're a saucy one today. Yes. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> a couple times. Yeah. yeah made comments. And I just kind of looked at you like... Spoke for you. Huh. Okay. This is the decision we will be making. I believe the choice you will make is... Because there are some choices. We're actually in... Uh, DEFCON 2. Yes, live. We are... From the coronavirus. Yeah, we are in quarantine. Uh, we are negative uh, eight hours until quarantine or something like that. Uh, when we're going to have... Not because we have the coronavirus. No. We're just going to... Or have even been around anyone with it that we no, know of. But we have been around people who have been in hospitals where the coronavirus has been. We've been around multiple people who have been in hospitals that have had coronavirus patients in that hospital. So that's interesting. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. But that's not why we're doing it. Right. We're doing it really because we just want another excuse to just always hang out with each other. (laughs) People are like, I was talking to to someone today and we were talking about, you know, we're going to be at home. You know, I'll be out and about because I can monitor myself. Um, but the kids, it's just impossible to watch them and make sure they're not yeah. touching faces and, and other kids and faces. other that other kids aren't, you know, I don't have to worry about another adult like running and jumping on me <laughs> and just starting a wrestling match <laughs> or, you know, just coming up and do it, you know, and and I, sneezing on me or sneezing in their hand and then rubbing it. I mean, yeah. you don't have to. And I don't have to worry about you, like. Getting ice out of the ice machine at church and putting it in the floor and then laying down and licking it, which, which is what Jack did today. Which did happen today. <laughs> I was like, I, you know, I'm trying really hard. To keep you alive. <laughs> you're not and helping I'm not me. sure if I'm going to be able to do it. <laughs> yeah, so we just decided with everything that's going on, I mean, who knows when we'll air this. Well, the, yeah, and the reason is... Today was the first reported community transmission in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So every other case until this point had been, they didn't have any signs of community transmission. Now, we knew it was going to come, and we'd already been talking about what are we going to do mm-hmm. when it does come. And the key is to be ahead of the game, not behind it. Yeah. And we know it might be two, more than two weeks that we end up having to do this. We don't mm-hmm. We don't really know, but... Um, we're going to do what we need to do. We're going to be, uh, like like Luther said, I'm going to be neither, you know, fearful nor brash. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you of, have that somewhere where you could read the whole quote? Uh, yeah. I yeah, just thought it was I, so, I, so good. I I he, was, he was writing about the bubonic plague at the time. Uh, and he said... Uh, this was his advice during the during the during the Black Plague, which was I mean seemed oh, was worse same than yeah than the coronavirus. He says, 
I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, administer medicine, and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order not to become contaminated and thus perchance inflict and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me. And I have done what he has expected of me, and so I am not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely as stated above. See, this is such a God-fearing faith, because it is neither brash nor foolhardy, and does not tempt God. Mm. So uh, that yeah, was that was in a, so in a letter good. on whether or not to flee from the plague. Mm-hmm. He says, I'll do what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to be faithless. I'm not going to just rush off as if mm-hmm. God is not in control, but I'm also not going to be brash mm-hmm. and, and be like, well, it doesn't matter what I do. I can do, uh, you know, I'm going to go lick ice off the floor. <laughs> or I'm going to handshake everybody or, you know, do, right. do this or that. Yeah. He, and there was a, both a, a concern for himself. Right. Mm-hmm. But, also a concern for others. You don't want to be someone who infects others. And for us, that's our main yeah. thing is that we don't care. It's, it's as I've said multiple times, it's not that we don't want to get it. Mm-hmm. Our fear is we don't want to give it. Mm-hmm. And really when you're looking at this, even if we have to quarantine for let's say eight weeks. Yeah. That's just eight weeks. Out of, just out of a year, out of a 52 week year. Uh-huh. So it's a small amount uh, that we'd be doing that. And, and even within that, that, so that that's that's not much mm-hmm. in the spectrum of things, and it's not because of of convenience uh, at all. It's it's because of um, you know a, a need mm-hmm. or concern. Yeah, concern rather than convenience is is driving this. Mm-hmm. But but I didn't think we were going to just talk about the coronavirus. But I guess no. Well, we were talking about. about me being saucy today. And, and that's what drove the it. family. Maybe the virus is overtaking <laughs> you. Were, you were we were talking about yeah. it. Just popped right out of my mouth. Like we're talking about what we're going to do and how the meetings were going to happen, and we're really just feeling it out. So even right. to the people I was talking to, right. it was really just because you know there's another pastor and Zach and I need to talk about it and figure yeah. out what we're going to do, and apparently <laughs> we need to talk to you too. Uh, and you're like, and I wasn't even talking to you. Uh-huh. You were in a, on a whole nother table. I heard it. And you were like, well, actually, I think what, what you'd probably do in that situation. And I was like, <laughs> you said, I think what you'll probably end up doing if that's the case. And I was like, I said, what? She kind of looked at you like, and you were like, sorry. <laughs> you're reminding me of our little girl, our eldest daughter. Mm-hmm. Actually. Actually. <laughs> Yeah. And then tonight again with the cheese. Oh, that was hilarious. I know. So we got cheese at at Walmart. And one of the best things about Walmart grocery pickup is (laughs) if you get substitute, like if they don't have what you're looking for, say you're looking, in our case, we were getting a a bag, a a package of sliced Colby Jack cheese. Colby Jack cheese, like 11 slices. 11 slices? Or 12. Should have been in the package. And they didn't have that. So they gave us a substitute. Mm hmm. That was much larger. 24. 24 slices. 24 slices of cheese. And since we ordered 
Uh, two packages. Two packages of 12 slices. <laughs> and they didn't have that. Instead of giving us one package of 24, they gave us two packages of 24, which is a lot that's, of cheese. If you don't know your maths, that's 48 pieces of cheese. Mm-hmm. Which should last us quite some... I mean, that might get quite us through the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. We actually... Uh, we're, we're using it as toilet paper. Um, but yeah, so I couldn't... I knew we had two big ones. Uh-huh. And so I thought... Well, is, did we use all that big package? Because we just had sandwiches. So I knew one was open mm-hmm. and I opened the refrigerator and the only package there was the, was the one that hadn't been opened yet. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I, I don't want to open this package mm-hmm. and surely we didn't use all of the other. So I was like, Leslie, do you know where the other package of cheese is? I, I can't find it in here. Knowing that you had used it just yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, I was like, did you, is it, did we use it all up or, and what did you say? I think you can handle it. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think you can handle it. <laughs> and I was like, leaned my head around the refrigerator like, what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can handle it. <laughs> pretty sure you can figure it you out. Figure it out, stupid. <laughs> and then he was like, what do you, what do you mean? I was like, well, I think if you look, <laughs> there will either be an open package of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> but then... I was apologetic. Yeah. Like, I didn't mean for that to sound smooth. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> what in the world is so now, going on? So now, how many times have you said, I think oh, you can yeah. Oh, yeah. That's his new line now. Like, hey, would you mind getting me a glass of ice water? I think you can handle it. Since <laughs> <laughs> you do every time I say it, you just go, oh. I know. It's totally. Uh, because if there's anyone who doesn't handle their stuff around here, is Lester. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. I handle her. That's what I'm supposed to do. You're the weaker vessel. Right. And I'm pregnant. And saucy. <laughs> Just today. I don't know what's gotten into me. Something's gotten into you. It's Genesis 3. Genesis 3 is all the <laughs> So but who do you want to dedicate this episode to? I'm dedicating it to the coronavirus. Oh, boy. Because no. the coronavirus is a, can be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Do tell. Well, it's like, I mean, it's it, the moment, it's like with funerals or moments mm-hmm. in life where God shows us our finitude is, is a matter of grace. Mm-hmm. And uh, if people are recognizing, huh, a random disease in China could suddenly throw my whole world into chaos and I could be fearing of my death. That's something people need to be thinking all the time. Mm-hmm. And we see that. I mean, that's what Jesus says uh, in the story of the, the tower collapse. He says, you know, um, what, are you, what are you supposed to think in, in times like that? Uh, repent, lest you too likewise perish. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, death is, death is coming. So the proper response to things like the coronavirus, first off, is not to buy toilet paper, but to repent. Mm-hmm. Because it may not be the coronavirus that gets you, but... But, but as C.S. Lewis said, mortality rates aren't going to go up from this. Mm-hmm. They're all still 100%. Mm-hmm. Everyone dies. Uh, and this just reminds us that we never know when. Yeah. And so it's like I was telling you, it, it's apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. It, it is apocalyptic. I mean, the word apocalypse just means a revelation. It's revelatory. Mm-hmm. That's why the book of Revelation is actually the apocalypse of Jesus Christ. In the Greek, it's just the word apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So when you hear the word apocalypse, that's just the Greek word not translated. Oh, okay. Uh, 
so it is, and then we translate it revelation, the book of revelation. Uh, so it is a revealing, it is an apocalypse. It's an eye opening experience for us. Apocalypse means end times Mm -hmm. dystopian sort of vision of the world. But actually what it means is this is your eyes are being opened to something. Mm -hmm. And the coronavirus is apocalyptic in that way. Mm-hmm. It's opening our eyes to death can come from anywhere for any reason mm-hmm. and sweep across this entire globe. And we can we can start. You see all these stories about humanity, you know, extending their life and and all this, and and we can't even stop a microscopic right. organism from just ravishing yeah. us and. Uh, even even our best minds. Mm-hmm. The answer is the solution is stay home. <laughs> Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Yeah, because you know, there's just nothing else you can do. Yeah, nothing else they can do right now. So. And that's such a mercy that we even know to wash our hands now. I mean, how long did people not know? Well, the Victorian age, the Victorian age, they didn't know. <laughs> and at that time, it, the 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 person who discovered uh, hand washing uh, or, or these microscopes, and you got to think about. You got to think about how crazy it would be uh-huh. at that time, because they thought a lot of the this is, this is random history stuff here. No, you're here, there. <laughs> they thought that the uh, that the 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 bad stuff was in the smells. Mm-hmm. That's why you see those long masks yeah. from the plague with the extended nose. It's the it, the airs. Mm-hmm. It's in the airs, mm-hmm. uh, and so. What they would do when a hospital, when certain people started dying in the hospital, you know what they'd do? The air has gone bad. They'd destroy the hospital <laughs> because the air was bad in that hospital. The air had just gone bad. Yeah. So you destroy it. But if you think about it, this, so this guy comes up and says, no, no, no. What it actually is these tiny things that you can't see. Right. That are living on you and eating your, you know, flesh and causing these <laughs> infections. And people were like, these germs, you right. know, and people were like. That's ridiculous. Yeah. No That's way. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh-uh. Yeah. That's so interesting. When didn't we listen to a really good podcast about Victorian medicine and do you remember that? Yeah, and there's a really good book on it called The Butchering Arts. Okay. Um but the the podcast was was it history? It was a history extra podcast that I had you listen to. Yeah, history extra. And I don't remember the night the name of that episode but i was just thinking about that it was probably like victorian surgery yeah or something it like that. really it's stuck crazy. with me yeah yeah and the it's, book's really good it's been like really over a year since we maybe a couple mm-hmm. years since we listened to that but i was just thinking about it a couple days ago very uh strong images oh, from man. that <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. yeah that would be no fun yeah that's the that's back when surgeons were the Paid the least amount of money uh-huh. in the hospital. Yeah. Because what you needed in a surgeon was a just butcher. a big guy who was fast with a saw. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, I, just have, I just saw on Facebook. Let me pull it up because it was really funny. Um, hold on. It said, your grandparents were called to war. You're being called to sit on your couch. You can do this. Talking yeah. about, like, staying home from the coronavirus. Because yeah. it does feel, it's really funny how hard this is for our generation. Yeah. Um, and it is, like you said, it is, it's scary. And one thing I read from Doug Wilson talked about, we're not emotionally budgeted for this yet. Like mm-hmm. we've made an emotional budget for things like the flu. We're used to it. 
uh, we've taken it into account. But this is new and it's different. We're trying to process My budget it. is all filled up. Yeah. I don't have a line item available. <laughs> For coronavirus. Where do I put this in? Where does this go? Miscellaneous? You know? Yeah, so yeah. I think that's part of it. I mean, it, it is literally difficult when it's, something new comes into your life. It's very, uh, like a throwback. Mm-hmm. Very much feels like a throwback where you've got a, a pandemic now. Yeah. Sweeping the globe, and all you can do is ride the wave. Right. Yes. And There's we not a solution that we're going. That we're going. Oh, look at how bad it is in third world countries. Right. Gonna, I mean, it gets here and it's doing the exact same thing. Same yeah. thing in Europe. So I mean, it's just it's just doing its thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, there is a a, a bit of just trying to process it mm-hmm. and take it in. Um, but when you really compare it to what other generations have gone through, yeah. like our grandparents. Yeah. It is like, okay, we can do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's nothing. What were we, to. what were we talking about the other day? The Spanish flu? Yeah. 1918. That was killing how many people a week? Oh, like I a don't million. Know I, saw that. I think that's what a million. A I week? think I heard Rachel Jankovic say that like it was killing a million people per week, which can you imagine the terror yeah. That oh, something man. sweeping through and just like claiming a million lives in a week. So, yeah. And we're like, I told someone today, I'm not afraid to run out of toilet paper. I'm afraid to run out of the kind that I like. Mm. Charmin. You know, like the, the thick ply. That's what you're worried about? Well, you That's know, you know what fear? I'm saying? Like, I'm just yeah. making a comparison of. Yeah, and First apparently that's problem. what everybody's worried about. Because <laughs> you ain't going to find that Charmin anywhere. Because that's how we're riding the group. Yeah, and I just we're like, don't. we can't do anything, so what can we do? Buy toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want our generation to be remembered for that. How did you handle a crisis? Well, I think <laughs> this is really just an outflow of what our parents thought us, which is make sure... If you that you've always got on clean underwear in case you die. That's so true. this is just if I'm gonna die, by golly, my body. So body's your parents be did you get that too? Like growing up? Clean underwear? Yeah. Yeah. My, my mom was always gave real concerned underwear. about like how you would appear at the hospital if you got in a wreck or something. <laughs> how morbid. Yeah. Well, you know, like if you get an accident, first thing you're gonna do is be in your underwear. So it's like <laughs> What do they do? What are these EMTs into? Like, uh, got an accident victim. Let's go ahead and get his clothes off. Yeah. There's some real, there's some funny. real weirdos. They'll save your life, but they, you know, they'll take your dignity. So anyway, I think the coronavirus is going to be. Uh, that's what I'm dedicating it to because. It can be something that we as believers, this is a piece that passes all understanding sort of moment. Mm-hmm. And so we need to take advantage of it. Coronavirus serves our Lord. Mm-hmm. It is being obedient to its creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we need to we need to use this moment mm-hmm. to bring glory to that creator. Yeah. Not be fearful, mm-hmm. but not be foolish. Not be fearful because we know God is real. Not be foolish because we know people matter. Right, and, and I treat everyone it. as you precious. told the kids that tonight. We we gathered them up to pray, and you you said that about treating other lives as precious and our own. Mm-hmm. Like we we are grateful for our health. For yes, our life. the Lord has these are gifts from the Lord, mm-hmm. and and 
I mean, all the, I mean, throughout Genesis, even in first Peter, I mean, human life is, is to be treasured. Life is to be treasured. And so we don't want to play willy nilly with it, Mm -hmm. uh, with ours or with anybody else's. Mm -hmm. And we treat that as a precious gift from God, an image bearer of the almighty. And so we wouldn't do anything to bring, uh, undue sickness on them through our own, like he said, uh, being foolhardy or, or, or foolhardy or or brash, right. you know. Well, I'm not afraid, so yeah. I'm gonna lick everybody. Maybe <laughs> other people don't want to get sick and die. You know what? Um, Last week, a shepherd was he was like lying on the floor at church doing something, and Jack licked the bottom of his shoe. Yeah. So that was last week. Speaking of licking kinda... things, yeah, I got in trouble for eating the wall when I was a kid. <laughs> what? So, who are you dedicated? <laughs> I want to know more about that. No, well, eating the chalk out of the inside of the drywall. What? Yeah. How old were you? Uh, I can remember it. Please. <laughs> no, I mean, I would have been, I wouldn't have been in school yet. Did you have a deficiency? So, probably four or five. Did you have, what, what did everyone say? Yeah, Pika. Had? Pika? Yeah, no. I don't know why. I just thought it tasted good. It was like eating, you eating chalk. You eating chalk? No. I'm going to get a piece. Whatever. No, I'm not eating no, chalk. No, get right back. Get, are you serious? I can't eat chalk. Take a bite. No. Just a little one. Just see what it tastes like. This is peer pressure. Yeah. Not bad, is it? It's not terrible. <laughs> it needs sugar. <laughs> And then it would taste like... Uh, I haven't... I've I actually I, made that story up. I've never eaten chalk. That's when I... You promised. <laughs> totally ate it. What did it taste like? Do you promise? No. No, I, I did. I ate it. and it, But it's not Don't chalk. It. I just want to see what it tastes like. No, I'm interested. We are you already... Gonna... We're already... <laughs> yeah. It's like we're... Um, yeah. We have yeah. cabin fever already. We're eating chalk. Wow. And that's not what I ate out of the walls. I don't think. I don't no, think... If, listen. If that had sugar in it, it would taste like a candy cigarette, which oh, is yeah. the one of the most superior candies of all time. Yeah. So, who do you dedicate today to? Um, sorry, you threw me off big time with eating drywall. I I, I don't know. I mean, it was just digging, and I, so I guess it's not. I don't know if it was gypsum or what was. What in does it. that mean? That's the material, the drywalls. Oh, I thought you were saying like witchcraft. <laughs> Gypsy. gypsy, like a gypsy, gypsy magic. Show. I don't know if my babysitter was a gypsy. <laughs> Put a spell on me, make me eat drywall. Or kismet. Did you really think it was I gypsy? I don't know. Gyps- I didn't know. No, I didn't think it was gypsy. One, I don't think they call themselves that anymore. I thought it was. Like I don't think it's kismet. I thought you were using a word like, you know. Well, you know, that's so gypsy. <laughs> Gypsum. I know what I said. <laughs> but I'm trying to understand why you... I used to, um, I used to eat lotion. See, that's weirder to me. <laughs> like big dollops of... Like ba- Johnson's Yeah, baby Johnson, lotion? no, va- like Vaseline intensive care. You would eat it? Yeah. And how old? Also, how old? Well, I remember it. <laughs> Probably three, probably four, oh, okay. yeah. four, five. Yeah. Okay. I think baby lotion too. Mm-hmm. I still remember what it tasted like. Go get some, try it. No, I've, we've all had baby lotion in our mouths. <laughs> so 
I bet there are people listening who are saying, actually, no, we haven't. You know, you get it on your hands, and then you touch your mouth after you've got it, and you're like, ah, ah, I yeah. have lotion hands. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Not that we've all sat down and, I think we've all had a cup of lotion in our lives. <laughs> That's not what I was talking about. So who do you dedicate to? Um, Come on, get, get off our gypsum eating habits. I'd like to dedicate this episode to... Um, but Mr. Bumfuzzle the third. Yes. What was his first name? Reginald. Reginald. Reginald Bumfuzzle the third. Who this is which is my way of dedicating yet another episode to you. Just to my efforts. Just don't think that's ever been reciprocated, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. But if you do something worth dedicating. <laughs> I think you can handle, handle it. it. <laughs> uh what's his name again? Reginald. Reginald Bumfuzzle III. That was Chris's name at the murder mystery birthday party that we just had for our newly turned 13-year-old. First teenager. We have a teenager in the house. Um, So normally I'm the birthday party person. Like, that's my thing. It's your jam. But Chris has certain giftings, and one of them is telling really great stories and actually everything you do I've told this to several people I'm just going to take a moment to toot your horn everything you do is so excellent you go all the way all the way out um and whether you're doing homeschool for our kids like we have four kids in his homeschool science class aged six to now 13 and if you guys could hear it, it's like it's like a college level science class, and he's teaching it as if there's like a stadium of a hundred students in there. It's so heartfelt and passionate and well done. And I just everything I see you do is tinged with excellence, and uh, also like you're teaching. I've seen you teach groups of like four or five. Just zoned out teenage boys <laughs> that you wonder if they even have souls, <laughs> and you just are giving them like top notch theology. And um, anyhow, so all that to say, he took that same fervor that he uses in everything and planned this amazing murder mystery like dinner theater party. Um, and he had characters for all the kids, our nieces and nephews, and um, and each character was, um, it had like a flair, yeah, from that person, yeah. So it was really well suited to them. It was such a delight, and you just did such a great job. It was scary to do because <laughs> I've never done a murder. I've never be been at a murder mystery party. Mm-hmm. So I real so and and it was ages. Is who's our youngest? Eight or no? Seven. C- Caroline. Yeah, seven. So seven. Up she to, just turned seven. Yeah, seven up to you know sixteen, right. almost. Yeah, uh, and <clears throat> had to make it where they could solve it. Where they had fun, where a seven-year-old would have fun, and a sixteen-year-old, where they there were clues that 
wasn't too difficult for mm-hmm. the seven-year-old, but wasn't too easy for the... Mm-hmm. It was very nerve-wracking. Yeah, well... And it was just a good story. It was perfect. It was just a perfect night. And I think... One thing I was thinking about, you know, you read stories about families who grew up doing these really, I don't know, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, I think, came to mind. But as you were, there was a day last week where I didn't even know what you had done, but you were like, guys, I just saw some, I just saw a limo Oh yeah. pull up to our mailbox and it put something in our mailbox and of course, the way you said it was much more convincing than that. Because I'm a good liar. You're a good actor. <laughs> and the kids were just... They were like, what in the what? world? Yeah, because we don't huh? see a lot of limos. In fact, totally think, not suspecting anything at all. Like, what? Yeah. So they ran out to the mailbox. And there was a big manila envelope from Reginald Bumfuzzle III. <laughs> and... It was all their characters and their invitation to the party. So I was just thinking, like, those moments like that, if you could have, I took a mental picture. I wish I had had my camera of the kids running up our driveway through the gate. Their faces were aglow, like beaming. And I think I told you, like, this is, you just look what you did. Yeah. Look what you created for them. Yeah. So... It was just a sweet, sweet time. And it made for a good, it was a good fun night. Mm-hmm. It really was. So if you're ever thinking about doing one, do not ask me to do it. <laughs> not have that time. I told one of the kids to, no, someone at church today, I, their their daughter's about to have a birthday. And I was like, you should ask Chris to do a, a murder mystery for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But you can find those online, right? Yeah, they've got some. You can find them online. You can buy them off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have found out that if you do, be careful because uh, a lot of them have adult themes and stuff mm-hmm. like that that might have to you yeah. know, work with. So yeah. I just wanted to do my own. Really just check into it. <laughs> I wanted to make it a good, a good story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then we played. This might be a good game for anyone who's stuck at home. Murder and D and D. Oh. No, that'll have to be another episode. No. <laughs> murder in the Dark. I don't know how you feel about murder games out there. Um, we don't we don't advocate breaking any of the commandments. <laughs> but and we're not yeah. <laughs> we're not real murderers. But it's not actual a, murdering in the dark. This is a fun game. Yeah. So what you do is you go somewhere you you turn the lights off well you you start out you have a way to pick a murderer you can do through drawing you know a piece of paper, of paper out of a hat whatever uh and then so there's one or two murderers yeah so there's a murderer no one knows who it is person keeps it totally to themselves and then you know you sort of spread out in the house you turn the lights off so it's now pitch black mm-hmm. and that person goes around <laughs> committing murder and it can be by you know running a finger across other yeah, people's we do. throats the, the throat the throat, throat slashes the because sometimes people end up they'll bump you it you, used to be the 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 jab we do a jab. double jab yeah but people accidentally bump you yeah uh, and so anyway you do the slice across it which they can't you don't you can't see this so sometimes yeah. you don't even know someone's in the room with you yeah other times you think you're just going to hide somewhere with someone not knowing that they're the murderer yeah and they're like here let's hide over here and you're uh-huh. like okay and then <laughs> and you're like 
You just have to. So then you lay on the ground. You can't say anything. You just lay down. You have to in die the dark. where you are. And so you die where you are in the dark, and no one knows you're dead. The way and that just continues, and they murder as many people as they can until someone walks into a dead body, walks yeah. into someone lying on the ground, and then they say, "Dead body, dead body," <laughs> and you turn on the lights, and then you have an accusation. Yeah, round, and where everybody kind of goes, "Wait, who was in the room? Who was where?" You see the carnage, like yeah, and you go, "There are seven bodies laying on the ground." <laughs> That you had no idea were there. Now, I'll tell you this. This game is not good for me. <laughs> Why not? People hate me. <laughs> they always think you're the murderer. Three times. Gone. Three times. I was accused of being the murderer when I wasn't even upstairs. You were changing a diaper. Yeah, I came back upstairs <laughs> when I saw the light come on. And I was like, oh, I wonder I wonder what's going on. And they were like, I think you did it. And I was like, guys, I was seriously not even here. Your face, like, your face like, did, looks did, like did a murder. Either, yeah, did anybody see me in the room? No, and it's, you're just, he's, he's a good liar. You are, He's though. a good, you, he's good, and you wouldn't know it. And since you wouldn't know it, kill him. You've created this for yourself. It is my own fault. Same when we play that game, um, Sheriff of Sheriff Nottingham. Nottingham. Yeah. It's, it's impossible to read you. That's a fun game, too, Sheriff of Nottingham. That's a great, great fun lying game. Yeah. Also, also a command that we don't advocate breaking. It's a great lying game. Six and nine, really our favorite commandments. The really fun game is the adultery game. What? Oh, that's you're just trying to make a joke. I was like, what game is that? No, it's That does not seem like... Yeah, but all, all the ones to choose. To all, you could have gone with the coveting game or... I mean, there were a lot of idolatry game. You went straight adultery. You did the Jerry Jackson. I know you that's just went, the seventh. You did, you're your brother. I know that's the seventh commandment. <laughs> you do. You do. We've What's been, the eighth? Do not steal. There you go. We okay. have like Chris made these hand motions. Just the hand motions. To yeah. help the kids remember the last five commandments. Yeah. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> so, yeah. That's a super fun game, and you did it. So then you do you job. do the accusation round in Murder in the Dark. Oh Dark. yeah, we forgot that. And then no, I was talking about it, and then then we got a fee- <laughs> far afield again. Surprise, because it's late at night. Uh, and so you you accuse someone. Some person says, "I accuse this person." If there's a second, uh-huh. I think so. Too. And there's normally a ton of then that discussion. person then that person gets to defend themselves, mm-hmm. and then everybody votes. If more than half the people say they did it, mm-hmm. that person's out. Mm-hmm. They reveal whether or not they're the murderer, mm-hmm. and then they're out. Of and if they say it's not me, it's not me. Lights the lights immediately off. go back out. Yeah, and the murderer. And then people are like, "Ah, oh, they got to get away from the murderer because they know they're in the room with the murderer now." <laughs> So, but we we played this the fir- for the first time at Christmas with just yeah. our family, and we have um, I have three brothers, so all their wives were there, and all the children. So I think there's twelve kids all together right now. And again, it was like a what seven year old was the youngest playing, mm-hmm. or she was six at the time. Mm-hmm. The littler boys didn't play, mm-hmm. all the way up to us grown ups. My mom was yeah. playing. And we went like three or four rounds. Everyone was being killed. Yeah. And we're talking close to 20 people. Yeah. And adults, we had some major, not heated discussions, but really, um, I don't know how, what, what. Dynamic. Yes. Yeah. There was a lot of discussion going on. Like you were, you were right here. I know. Yeah. Wait, I saw so-and-so. Yeah. And 
we get down to the very end and the last person gets killed. And it is our niece. That was the murderer. Caroline. Six years old. Tiny she, thing. And she had just been like standing there. Not even talking. She didn't talk <laughs> the whole time. She killed everybody. She killed everybody. You know what that makes her? Sociopath. <laughs> it was the funniest. Yeah. Funniest oh, thing. Oh, it was great. She, it was, it couldn't have been better. Yeah. It was epic. She killed every single family member. Yeah. So, little pretty girl. It made my girl. Night. <laughs> it when made she killed me, night. made my night. <laughs> It's the best, best slaughter I've ever had. But that was fun. Yeah. Murder mystery fun. Murder in the yeah, dark. Yeah, it was so fun. and Blind game fun. And now we have a teenager. Yeah. And it's just crazy how much he smokes. <laughs> Plays pool. Plays pool. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I wasn't ready for a teenager. Yeah. Not, but, I mean, he's great. I mean, he's not. Yeah. I mean, he's godly. The Lord's growing him. We were able to talk about that at, at you know, his birthday breakfast, too. Uh, so I've got no fear about, oh, he's going to be a teenager. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going to be whatever. The Lord is faithful uh, and has proven himself in, in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but just just how it's just quickly so it's so fast. Yeah, yeah. And one thing we've been talking about, like, if you take say five years, just how long we've had, even how long we've had Jack. Mm -hmm. You add that on to Gideon's Mm -hmm. age now. And it's just so short now until he's an adult. Yep. Those teenage years are super fast. And, um, you don't realize when you're in the really tiny years, how long that, Mm -hmm. that season is of having children, like Mm -hmm. who do childish things and, who watch very childish movies and read books. So it's just this long season of just kind of a real innocent, simple, you know what I mean? It really is. It's just mother goose. Yep. Little bear. (laughs) And then. Which is what Jack was watching just a minute ago. Yeah. Yeah. So. So now we're sad. Yeah. I did cry at the birthday breakfast a little bit. So. Just a touch. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. No, it wasn't like a boohoo. Fest. No. Yeah. All right. What else do you want to talk about? So, what do you want to talk about today? I mean, it's that's our dedications. But what do you want the main subject to be? You got anything? No. Yeah, I've got something for sure. <laughs> Let's talk that. about fairness. Okay. Fairness is one of my pet peeves. <laughs> He would like to undedicate the I would like to, to, to destroy the notion of fairness. <laughs> That's it, the fairness doctrine. We're going to tear it apart. Okay. Uh, so one of the things we teach our kids is, is that I stress with the kids is that fairness is not a thing in our home. Mm-hmm. That what we pursue is justice. Mm-hmm. And does that make sense, the difference between fairness and justice? Fairness is if someone else gets something... I get it. Socialism. Socialism. (laughs) Justice is if something is done wrong, that wrong will be righted. Mm -hmm. But someone else getting something and you not getting something is Mm -hmm. not a wrong. Mm -hmm. It is not unjust. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we we create this this world with our kids where if... uh, So we do it like at Christmas time, Mm -hmm. you know, where we... If I spend, you know... 
fifty dollars on Jimmy, I've got to spend fifty dollars on Tommy and mm-hmm. fifty dollars on Betty and you know whatever because it's got to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're not like you know what I really want to get them this gift because of whatever reason, mm-hmm. and it might be more than the other kids' gifts. But let, in all honesty, the other kids aren't going to know mm-hmm. that it's more because they don't know money. Right? Uh, they don't look at the cost of items. Right. Uh, and so really been telling the kids that that hey. Fairness is not going to be a thing here. We might do something kind and generous Mm -hmm. for one of the other kids and not do it for the others. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it's good for us Mm -hmm. to have a home like that because that's the way the world is. That's how, that's how God operates. And in fact, he warns us about demanding that we get what others have. It's Mm -hmm. covetousness. Right. That's what, that's, that's the deal. When you, if you stress fairness in the home, you're actually creating a breeding ground for covetousness. Mm-hmm. Someone has something. I need, I'm supposed to have that something. Yeah. Cause I'm supposed to have everything anyone else has. Right. Yeah. And if that's not squashed, you end up with adults. Yeah. Who are covetous. Who are covetous. And, and what is it? You know, we talked about idolatry mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. or last episode. I don't remember. Uh, and only two times. Does the you know the Bible mention a specific sin as idolatry? And both times it's covetousness. Mm. I mean, covetousness is a is a very serious serious issue, mm-hmm. and the idea of fairness can actually sort of foment that in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, it, it sounds weird every time I say it to the kids, but when I tell them, look, fair is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be fair. Yeah. And you shouldn't expect fairness and you shouldn't demand, you certainly yeah. shouldn't demand and it's it. It's not like we're unkind. No. You know, like we're not like. We're being kind. We have a favorite child mm-hmm. and we're going to give that child a balloon and no one else. Yeah. You know, that's not what you're talking about. No, but. Yeah. No, though we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not just only giving gifts to one child mm-hmm. and then the other children just don't get, just yeah. don't get gifts at all. There's a trust involved too that, that we love all of you. We're going to take care of all of you. Mm-hmm. And you have to trust us. You just got to trust us. Like, it, you're, mm-hmm. you're, there's going to be mercy and grace and kindness today mm-hmm. to this person. Mm-hmm. But if we're if your parents are mercy, merciful and gracious and kind to one of, you know, to this child, you can go, hey, well, that means they're probably going to be merciful and kind and gracious to me. Mm-hmm. And recall all the times they have been. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they probably have been numerous times. And so the reason this is important in our kids is because you see this in adults. Yeah. You see this danger in Christians Mm -hmm. who really don't like the blessings that other Christians have. Mm -hmm. And it's really because of this idea of fairness. Mm -hmm. It's not fair, God, that their life is like this and my life's not. Mm -hmm. And God would probably say, you're right, it's not fair. Fair is not fair necessarily what I'm shooting for here, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not <clears throat> socialism. Yeah. Uh, and really what we're doing is being myopic and ignoring all the ways we have been blessed. Right. And recognizing that none of us deserve the blessing. Mm-hmm. That person doesn't deserve the blessing. I don't deserve the blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, God will always be just. He will never wrong me. Mm-hmm. He'll never do wrong to me. And he'll bless me a thousand times over. And if he's been gracious to them in this way, mm-hmm. Then, then that lets me go, my father is gracious, my father is generous, and he loves me, which means 
there's probably going to be a time that he's going to be very gracious and generous to me mm-hmm. and maybe not to that person. Mm-hmm. But even, even if that never happens, even if he's gracious to me and then is still gracious to them, mm-hmm. we, we don't go, Oh rats. I really yeah. wanted to, I really wanted to get a one up on them. Right. You and know, it would be graciousness in the way that we are recognizing. Cause he is gracious. Like even mm-hmm. if he's withholding something, he's doing it for a reason. You know what I mean? So, Sometimes it's just what we perceive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could certainly be the case mm-hmm. where he is being gracious for a reason for mm-hmm. us. To, I mean, if it's to help us battle our covetousness, yeah. then that is a great grace. If, right. if him being gracious to someone else exposes sin in our hearts, then the worst thing he could do is, would be to give us the thing. Yeah. To turn us uh, into into violet from, uh, or no, Veruca. Uh, Veruca Salt was that her name in in Charlie Wonka Wonka and the Chocolate Factory yeah where I want it now give it to me yeah the worst thing that God can do if if we are covetors Mm -hmm. if we're idolaters of ourselves Mm -hmm. worshipping ourselves and demanding that God worship us by giving us good gifts laying sacrifices before us um, then the worst thing he can do is bless us and him not blessing us is the way that it reveals the root of the sin. Mm-hmm. If he blessed us, we would never see the covetousness of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, we really try to set up with the kids. Look, fair isn't going to, we, I tell them, take fair out of your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Take it out. Uh, let's use biblical terms. Let's use calls for things like justice. And if you think it's not just what's going on, mm-hmm. then you have a reason to speak. Mm-hmm. But if it's about fair, well, who told you anything about fair? Mm-hmm. You know, hmm. uh, it's just a different, it's a different way to think about things than, yeah. than I think I, w- w- growing up, thought about things. Yeah. And even if people think about things now, you've got to be fair. Yeah, it's and got look to how be far it equal. has gotten, like, with the participation trophies. Oh, and, yes. You know, it. Our whole, it's a yeah. whole culture of yeah. the fairness. fairness. The fairness culture. Yeah, and I think it would can only continue mm-hmm. if if we elected certain officials. Yeah, <clears throat> well, and, and, and the Bible warns us, here's just one example, Proverbs 12, 12, says, whoever is wicked covets the spoils of evildoers, but the root of the righteous bears fruit. Mm-hmm. So so the, the the wicked are coveting things. I mean, it's wicked to covet. Mm-hmm. But the person who is righteous, that life bears its own fruit. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to covet because, because God is going to bless that life. Life yeah. is a life filled it's with blessing. Full of joy. Filled with joy. That's the happiest life, the righteous life. I mean, talk about happy. I mean, I'm, I'm a very happy person mm-hmm. because of the righteousness of Christ, mm-hmm. because Christ has made me righteous. Mm-hmm. I mean, and living that life in obedience to God, a life of holiness and righteousness, blameless in my generation, uh, that, mm-hmm. that idea uh, or that life is, is infinitely satisfying. Mm-hmm. And, and that root to steal from Proverbs Bears fruits. Mm-hmm. I don't need to covet anything, um, but but if I'm driven by covetousness, it's just gonna. I'll want even the spoils of the wicked. Right. Uh, so, yeah, destroy destroy fairness, mm-hmm. um, or at least shift the view. Because if you don't, you're gonna. Maybe you're not raising kids, so maybe shift it in your own view. Look at your own heart. Mm-hmm. How do you feel 
when a believer gets something that you don't have. Yeah. Uh, how, what does that spring in your heart? Mm-hmm. Uh, almost an anger, mm-hmm. a resentment toward, I mean, cause this is what will happen. And this is a craziness. We will be angered at God mm-hmm. for not giving it to us. We'll even be angry at the other believer for getting it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't, they didn't do anything. They didn't wrong you. They didn't take from you. Right. They didn't, they did nothing to deserve. God just gave them this gift and we'll get mad at people because of the blessings in their life. Yeah. It's really kind of it sad. It really is. But it shows you the root of, of sin and you've got to watch out for that because there's a hundred ways that this can happen. Yeah. Definitely. And so you've really got to look and if someone gets something and your first, your first thought is, hmm, uh, I mean, that can. Yeah. And that's what we were telling the kids the other day. If you're anything less than happy, like sometimes yes. you won't even name what you're feeling that I'm angry or I'm, I wish you won't even think the thought. I wish I had that. Mm-hmm. It's just a pang mm-hmm. in your heart. Like it's a feeling. Mm-hmm. And if it's less than happiness, it's probably envy. <laughs> where, where, like we will even said get angry at God, get angry at them. Mm-hmm. Where we'll even want them to lose that yeah. if we can't have it. Yeah. I wish I can't wait till that blessing is gone mm-hmm. or that situation or mm-hmm. you know one day they're mm-hmm. gonna be whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that it's just so dark. that's such a dark place for our hearts. Yeah. But we live in a world that feeds that mm-hmm. with thoughts of fairness, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll actually feel right in if if we think the world is all about fair and I and really fair as just a covering for idolatry of mm-hmm. ourselves, um, where I I want. And I'm the center of this whole universe and all good things should come to me. Mm-hmm. And if they don't come to me, they're not good things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then then it, it, it's really a dangerous place. Yeah. And it's self-defeating. Because yeah. by feeling that, it, that's not going to manifest the things that you're wanting. Yeah, anyway. like, like we said, if that's how you feel <laughs> and God loves you, he's not going to give you the gift. <laughs> You're like, God, if you love me, you give me the gift. And it's like, like no, stamping your foot. if I love you, I'm not going to give you this you. gift. Yeah. <laughs> like you getting this gift is really not going to happen now. <laughs> like you don't understand that it's like when the kids are doing something and you're saying, look, you doing this is actually making it less likely yeah, exactly. for you to get the thing it's that you're asking for. It's such a clear for. picture when you're mm-hmm. parenting your own kids and you're in the grocery store aisle and they're throwing a fit over the toy they want. Yes. Obviously. You're not going to buy them that wait, toy. Wait, 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 wait. Please, <laughs> obviously, do not buy them that toy. Because there are parents out there that that works. Yes. Do not do the parent do it. that that works on. We can talk about this coming up. That is to give your child over to that. That is to hate your child. Mm-hmm. Upcoming podcast. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but, yeah, like it doesn't, it does, that situation, it's like... And we do it in, in, it's very similar to married life where we want certain things. So we act in the way that is not going to bring about that certain yeah. thing. So, uh, I want, I want, I want to love me. Yeah. I so, want my husband to love me more. So I'm going to be really cold. So petulant. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to say gonna things like, uh, yeah, I'm going to say person. like, I'm pretty sure you can handle it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just so 
That's yeah. what you were looking for. It's just more love right. and the ram and cheese. <laughs> yeah, or a husband, a husband that wants more intimacy with his wife. Mm-hmm. So he like rolls over in bed. Hmm. Yeah, you know, like that's not good. like. Oh, I, well, now I, ooh, where you at? You know, uh, yeah, those sorts of things do not get, right? you know, what we say we want. And and the same thing is true in this. If if you're acting a certain way about these things, God in his grace will not give them to you. Yeah. Because God is, is just and he loves you because he loves you. Mm-hmm. And when you're questioning his love, you need to realize that if your heart is causing you to question love because you can get something, mm-hmm. then the most loving thing he can do is not give you that something. Yeah. Is expose the root. And then um, on the other hand, like the, the verse you just read, being rooted in righteousness. Yeah. When you are that person and you're just so secure in in who God is and, and his goodness toward you, he may not still give you that thing that you think you need, mm-hmm. but he is blessing you. Well, what is Your life is a Godliness life Godliness with contentment is great gain. Right. That's the greater gain. Right. Being godly and being content mm-hmm. is greater than being ungodly and having a life filled mm-hmm. with things. Mm-hmm. For him to give you all the blessings that everyone else gets, but you're not being godly in it mm-hmm. because you're not content in your life. Yep. That would be that would be poverty. Mm-hmm. That would be like Proverbs warns about to be somebody who's really poor but pretends to be rich because he's got all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's the that's the craziness of of fairness. Mm-hmm. So I did want I did want to talk about that because yeah, that's really good. Brought it up a few times. We've, with the kids. we've been talking a lot about envy, and I don't know if maybe on our next episode we can talk more about really loving other Christians, wanting good for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, was that the end of your, your thought? I was typing it into my things to remember to talk about on the next podcast, <laughs> envying other Christians. <laughs> I really thought you had more to go no, than just a sentence. I lost it. The neuron, the neuron, the, the neuron slowed down. <laughs> Because it is. It's almost midnight. Yeah. Oh, and idolatry. I really want you to talk about idolatry. Like you did we... it. No, at Bible study the other night. That wasn't on the podcast? No, that was at Bible study. Well. So write that down too. So I mentioned that. And you know, since we're home. knew what I was talking about. We're home for our Corona staycation. We might do a podcast every night. Oh, podcast <laughs> flood. Let them drop. That we'll probably like air these and just dis- you know we'll space it out. It'll be December, but we'll still be talking about the current. Be like- <laughs> and Gideon's well, birthday. Well, we're right at about an hour. So, do you have a mystery salad? Uh, I do. Did I say it again? Which? Uh, no, yeah. I did it right this yeah, time. Yeah. I said secret salad last. Secret time. salad, like a secret. <laughs> um, I would say. Let's see, my mystery. Jello salad, orange and not made with cottage cheese, or no, so uh, marshmallows. So uh, someone says. What is your favorite color? My favorite color. For the you want me to guess and tell you what I think it is? Sure. I would say white. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. 
That's been my favorite color since high school. White. Mm-hmm. Before What is my favorite Wait, color? before mm-hmm. Joanna Gaines ever had a show about farmhouse style, I loved white farmhouses. And the color white. That was your godly thing that <laughs> didn't need to be said. <laughs> Just wanted Before, everyone to Just know. in case anyone, well, because our group is a group of people that will say, <laughs> when you said white, you're the type of people, obviously, who are going to say, she likes white because Joanna Gang likes white. Right. So she had to speak up and say, now listen. I just don't want everyone I to I liked white before Joanna Gaines <laughs> liked white. Okay. So petty. Yes. I just want everyone to know, I love white. I'm going to have to cover that up with a chicken sandwich. I love I've loved white on my own before it was the trendy. Everything's white now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. You were white. That's how you much, were white before it was cool to be white. Yeah. I just want you to know how that's how much okay. it's my favorite color. Uh, it's my true favorite color. Yeah. Okay. I, I know that, what your favorite color is. What's my favorite color? Green. Green. Question. Because. What? Huh? Because. No. Question. Uh-huh. How many white things are there in this house? Why? How much white is in this house? Everything's white. Yeah, how much green? Oh, do you want more green? I would like a green thing. <laughs> I have green eyes. There's nothing green in this house. Just this whole house eyes. is white, isn't it? Everything in this house is white. Everything, there's nothing green. Look at this. Look your, green. That's your phone. That's your phone. Look at this. Those are my envelope holders. I did see those. Okay. It's right next to those us. Are, those it's are, green. Those are Look green. at the rug behind you. I, I was just waiting it. for that opportunity. Because when I knew what your favorite color was, I was like, oh, white house is white. And I was like, yeah. my favorite color is green. There's nothing green. No, I've, I do. But green, green, God has carpeted the world in green. Yeah, so. that's God's favorite color. God's Definitely. favorite color is green. And i got to say it's up there for me. How do you know that God's favorite color is green, Leslie? Because so much percent of the world is green. 80%. What? 60 She is not in my science class, <laughs> by the way. 40 No, because when you look at the sun, when you measure the color spectrum of the sun, of the colors it gives out, it gives out more green light than any other color. Hmm. If you were to, you know, mm-hmm. from red all the way to blue indigo violet, mm-hmm. the color that most comes from the sun is green. So it got a little... If see, you were to, if you were to so isolate you every color, God... God is not fair well, I'm just saying, the colors. Yeah, yeah. The colors are not fairly spread out. There's more green <laughs> than all the others. <laughs> Do you think the other colors are like... They're very jealous. Yeah. Envious of yeah. all the attention. Yeah. That Especially gets. indigo, because people even forget that he exists. <laughs> It's like, that's, I remember when we did Roy G. Biv, mm-hmm. Blue Indigo Violet, and I was like, isn't just indigo? indigo? Indigo, isn't that just purple? Yeah. And Violet's purple. Right. So why don't we do Roy G. Biv? I don't know. Mm. Anyway. So that was my question. I'm is sorry you... I was petty about Joanna King. <laughs> She's not listening anymore. Well. She quit listening because here she was loving you, cherishing you. And as a sister. The, as a sister in Christ. And the first thing you do is say, I liked white before she did. (laughs) (laughs) When you put it that way. That's the way you put it. Oh, I like it. No, it's so bad. No, I meant that more so everyone know 
that you liked it before her. I love white. Like I've you loved it my whole life. You could have just said, "I've loved white since I was well, little." Well, I just was afraid they'd still think, "Yeah, I yeah. bet she likes it because of country <laughs> living and fixer upper." And <laughs> but did you like white before country living too? Well, I will say probably country living had a lot of influence on me. Look at you! I feel like you've turned over a new leaf in the last thirty seconds. I'm being honest. <laughs> Yeah, because I used to read that in high school, and I'm sure there was a lot and of your them. mom still collects them. Yeah. Yeah, if you ever need a country living From 1985. Issue, my mom's your girl. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she thought she was going to keep them and sell them. Yeah. Right? Well, just Or did case. she just keep them? No, she Did she is. just keep them, or did she think she was going to be able to she sell them? She has scars from... Oh, yeah. Her mom threw out a bunch of stuff, like her Beatles records. Mm-hmm. Her original Beatles albums. I think, a, I think a lot of people's parents threw out Beatles albums. <laughs> well, it was like after she got married, you know. Mm-hmm. And things that prob- might have been worth something someday. So now she just keeps things just in case. like country as much as, as much as your mom loves the Beatles, I think that album would have just been worn to shreds. Probably. I don't think it would have been of any value. Yeah, probably. Would have certainly been in mint condition. <laughs> Can I talk about my second favorite color? Sure. It is a shade of green. Pistachio? Yes. Hmm. I what, what is my second? What is my pistachio second? Pistachio all over the house. What is my second favorite color? Oh, you red? Which, what shade is that? Crimson? <gasps> Good job. Is that right? It's not my second favorite color, but it is my favorite sports color. Okay. Blue. Nope. Orange? Nope. Oh, golly. <laughs> <laughs> now who's petty? You would don't you... like orange because of a sports team? No. Why would you think that? I think you do. Uh, I don't. <laughs> because of two sports teams. Um, Gray? Nope. Purple. Nope. Indigo. Nope. You're really Brown? striking out here. No, you've almost named all the colors. Yellow. No. Is that a girl color? Pink. Yeah. <laughs> Have I missed one? Yeah. I said all the big colors. Say them. Blue. Don't say them again. Red. We don't want to go all the way back to the colors. White. Nope. Black. Black. Oh, yeah. That I makes like sense. I'm actually, I was like, I'm actually wearing a blackish cardigan. Yeah. Black. Really? Yeah, I really, I think black is very striking. Uh-huh. And masculine. Okay. So. So would you like black accents in the house? No. Just like, like a black velvet comforter? uh uh-uh, uh-uh. Good. No. <laughs> I'd be crazy. <laughs> All right, well, we're past an hour, and that, I've been told by one of my friends, is perfect timing, because that's how long his bike rides are. Oh, So an hour is right at what it needs to be. now he has a cool down time. So now he's pedaling, pedaling away, letting his his muscles relax a little bit. (laughs) So anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed our talk tonight. I hope we didn't go too far afield uh, with our late night ramblings. We'll blame it on the coronavirus. Yeah, it's all the coronavirus. We're going to fall down it. Uh, but anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We had a good time talking to you. Hopefully you had a good time listening. We see you next time. Good night. Good night.